0: Even. Four. Oh! Oh! Boys, bitches! Nice. <laughs> shit. Oh, shit! Nice. Oh. I did you! I did you. I'm not falling for that again. If you need to fart, take it outside.
1: Oh, I... I hear something on the roof! Oh, it's Santa! (laughs) Ha ha ha! Ho ho (laughs) ho, Merry Christmas!
0: I've brought toys for all the good little boys and girls! NOT! You cheesehead! That's Krampus! He hunts down naughty children and beats them with sticks.
1: Oh, ears! Those are probably just old wives tales. I'm sure he's a great guy. You're not an evil child Peter, are you, Krampus? No, that's not true at all. I would never do such a thing. Fight! Oh, well... ...since you're here, you wanna sing any Christmas carols with us?
0: Of course! I love Christmas carols. NOT! Jesus, somebody tell Goat Boy that Psych and Not jokes died in the 90s along with Third Wave Ska. Get over here, I wanna beat you with a stick! Let's dance, Lamb Chop. So uh, of course. I hear you're on the 4th Hand network. Is it any good? Why,
1: yes. With Brett Head and John Goforth of the Hysteria 51 podcast. Why do you ask? I'd like to get my podcast on there. Oh, oh, oh Krampus has a podcast. <laughs> What's it called? It's called Beating Kids
0: with a Stick. Interesting. Hmm. Wonder what that's about. I, uh, I take my iPhone with me, and, uh, you know, I go to all the naughty kids' homes, and I beat them with a stick, and I record the whole thing. Hell yes. I've only got out two episodes so far. So, yeah, I'm having a little trouble with Apple Podcasts. Uh, Apparently, it's against their terms of service to record uh, beating up children with sticks. Uh, I would imagine. (laughs) I'm gonna have to go visit the
1: head of Apple, beat him with a stick. (laughs) Sounds like a good time. Oh. Hey, it's (laughs) Garth! I've brought some cookies.
0: Hell yeah, I love cookies! They're Santa-shaped. Son of bitch! He gets all the glory, I get
1: nothing. Oh, this one's a snowman shape.
0: Is it frosty? Only the frostiest. Give it
1: to me. Well, I think it's time that we get started with the first Merry Christmas story of the night!
0: Do you have any children here I can beat with a stick? No! Mamacita!
1: Track of where I was hours ago. Boy, I'm somewhere Midwesty. Great idea. Take the opportunity to go see the real America. Turns out most of the real America is just lots of nothing next to lots of scenic nothing. No cars. No light. no motor cars, not a single luxury. Nothing. Whoa. For a moment, I swear the moon. Looked green. That's amore. That's well, amazing what you think you can see after 17 hours on the road. Wow. These gas prices are just ridiculous. Not like I have a lot of options. They must be banking off all the tourism from the biggest vacuum in the continental US. Doesn't look like they have much going on. That police officer's asleep. Guess the donuts at the gas station weren't up to snuff. <laughs> what can I get you, pal? I mean, a double bacon cheeseburger, medium rare, curly fries, two waffles, and a Coke in the largest glass you got.
0: Don't talk that way around here, my old lady, she'll kill me.
1: Ma'am, you gotta
2: understand that this is a lot bigger than any domestic problems you might be experiencing. Would it make you feel any better
1: if you knew that what we're asking was a holy thing? We're on a mission from God.
0: Don't you blaspheme in here, don't you blaspheme in here! My restaurant, you're gonna just walk right out that door without your dry white toast, without your full fried chickens.
1: You got it, Chief. About 15 minutes. Thanks. No problem, bud. You wanna see the Christ child? Ah! Who? What? The Christ child. Wanna see him? Look, buddy, I'm not an idiot. He's born ON Christmas, not before. If you wanna run a scam, at least get the facts right. If you're looking for a handout, I can tell you I don't have any cash. But what I've got are a particular set of waffles coming soon. You want some? They're yours. Just leave me alone. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> You're not going anywhere, are you? All right, I'll bite. What is it? You trying to unload some Christmas cards before the season's over? You got a dog in a box up there with a halo stapled to his head? What's the angle? No angle. You come out. I show you the Christ child. And if you don't believe 100% that he is what I say he is, I pay for your dinner. All right. Dinner. I guess it'll make up for the overpriced gas. Lead on, champ. Hey, I'll be right back. I'll take the check when I get back. This gentleman has generously agreed to take care Not of yet. it. Not yet! Okie dokie, Lynn. <laughs> Let's go. It's right down here. Down the filthy empty passage. I guess somewhere between the empty pizza boxes and the pile of dog shit. <laughs> Hey, go right ahead, bud. This is a follow-the-leader situation. Sure, sure. (laughs) In there. Open it up and you'll see. Hmm. But this nutjob's got a dead cat in this box.
0: Oh, what's in the
1: box? (coughs) Ah, Free dinner and back on the road. Wait a minute. This is a real child. But I don't feel uneasy about this at all. I feel like... I feel like I've been plunged into an ocean of calm. Something about the child's eyes—just kind of every fear and every worry I ever had—feel like it's just gone away. You know, I, I never really believed it. It, it. it just didn't make sense to me. But this, this makes sense. Who, who else can we tell? Everybody needs to know about this. Everybody.
0: It's the Christ child! <laughs> oh, it's the Christ child, all right.
1: <laughs> it's just not your Christ child. It's ours! Oh, and every Christ child needs gifts. Thank you for bringing the first.
0: <laughs> Die to the world! Die to the world! Special memories
1: will capture In case there is a rapture Take your wedding pictures up to
0: heaven with you To planetproductions.com Buy the pictures that I took of your ball. At to planetproductions.com
2: Lingered at the top of the world. Thick ice, frigid air, and snow covered the lifeless mountainscape. However, the endless night did not go unchallenged. A single source of light illuminated the sky and drove back the darkness. Darkness, everybody! Dark, everyone. Darkness is ready! Nestled between two snow covered mountains, a little cottage sat with puffy, billowing smoke rising from its chimney. Ignoring the fact that the nearest civilization was thousands of miles away, to the casual eye, the house was simply a warm and welcoming home. Still, one might say to themselves, what an odd thing to find in such a bleak place. How could such a thing come to be? Like most things found in the North Pole, not everything is as it appears. The land was unforgiving and cruel, it could take your life within minutes only a select number of creatures were given permission to live in this harsh and relentless wilderness. All others who entered this domain did it of their own accord, such as the residents of this tiny little home. However, these individuals were like no other, and with a little bit of magic at their disposal, they lived happy and joyful lives. At first glance, it would appear, nothing more than a simple ordinary home inhabited by an elderly couple who loved each other dearly. If this were your conclusion, you would be mistaken. In reality, a magical secret existed below, for the small house was much more than meets the eye. The little house was not just a home, but the tip of a mystical workshop hidden beneath the ice. For centuries, children around the world found joy from the efforts of the hidden workshop. All year round, Tiny magical hands toiled and labored to create toys and playthings for all the good children of the world. Elves, the last of the magical creatures of old, dwelt within its walls and used their mystical nature to create the wondrous and joyful things for Christmas morning. Three days after the winter solstice, the old man would put on his heavy coat and boots, take to the air, and deliver his Christmas joy to every last child. Like everything in the cosmos, there must be a balance. For every night, there must be a day. Every beginning, an end. And with every kind child, there was a naughty little boy or girl to be found. Far below the bright lights, singing, and happy elves creating and building new and fantastic toys, there was another workshop. There the warmth of the hearth stones could not reach, while the purpose of the upper workshop was to bring happiness the other was dark and sterile. It too had a purpose. It was here where the masses of cheap and easily broken toys were made. There was no love put into these objects. Never would a child's eyes brighten with wonder and awe upon seeing these gifts on Christmas morning. In his wisdom, the old man knew that even a naughty child should not be forgotten during this time of goodwill. However, to the old man was no fool and had no desire to waste his resources on such unsatisfying tasks. This responsibility was handed to the banished and exiled elves that inhabited the deepest bowels below the workshop. Those with selfish hearts and greedy desires. Stripped of their immortality, they wasted away in the dark with only the trinkets and flimsy materials to pass the time. Erga Ita sat in the poorly lit corner of a tattered workbench. His focus was entirely devoted to the old and worn piece of brass in his hands. The clangs of his hammer hitting metal rang out and echoed through the dark halls and passageways. He pounded the brass sheet relentlessly until the metal slowly began to surrender its shape and bend to Erga's design. Suddenly, the hammer flew out of the mad elf's grasp. He examined his limp hand trying to will it back into his control. Fury filled his heart as he watched the necrotic flesh slot off his bony hand. He didn't have much time. His other hand was weak, but still capable of grasp. He reached into his toolbox, removed a long warped nail and stabbed it into the back of his paralyzed hand pushed on the nail head until its tip broke through the skin and emerged through his palm. Immediately the pain surged and shot up his arm. The thick and rigid tendons loosened within his hand, giving him temporary use of his digits once more. The elf picked up his hammer and resumed molding the shape of the brass plate. With each impact upon the brass, he poured his rage into his creation. How ironic that the product of this tireless work was meant for the ones he hated the most. His deteriorating body was fading fast. He possessed just enough magic to fuel the curse he would cast upon the object. When finished, his gift would be placed with other junk toys and cheap trinkets. It would make its way to them and find a child on Christmas morning. The curse will take hold and slowly begin tearing apart their lives. It will channel their essence back to him and reignite his immortality. The object would pass from one child then to another, century after century. He had just enough magic left to evoke his curse. Erga had once lived and worked above, like any other elf before him. He loved nothing more than to create beautiful and wondrous toys and gizmos. However, in his heart, he wished that he could keep some of these creations for himself. One day, his eyes fell upon a beautiful music box his friend Delela had created. The music box was extraordinary, meant as a gift to a king's firstborn. It was magnificent. Crafted from oak wood, it bore an elaborate gold design on each of its sides. When open, a figurine of three children danced hand in hand to a beautiful lullaby around a magnificent Christmas tree. Urga Ita had never desired anything more in his entire life. It filled his heart with jealousy. He became resentful that this precious and rare treasure would go to an undeserving human infant. The little girl didn't deserve it. It should go to him, he thought. So under cover of darkness, Urga slipped into the work area and took the music box. Unable to sleep and anxious to put the finishing touches on his prized creation, Delilah, decided to return to the workshop. To his surprise and shock, he caught the elf attempting to steal the special music box. Delilah was enraged, for greed and thievery amongst elves were extremely offensive and not tolerated. Erga begged his friend not to report his transgression, but Delilah was unmoved by the pleas and turned to tell the others of erga's crime. Desperate, Erga did the only thing left for him to do. He grabbed a hammer and brought it down on his friend's head over and over again until no more life remained in the broken body. Despite his meticulous efforts to conceal his crime, he could not escape the sight and wisdom of the old man. Humiliated and dishonored, the elf was banished from the workshop and his precious music box was taken from him and given to the little princess. Stripped of his immortality, Erga Ita was cast into the cold and dark corridors of the other workshop to spend his remaining days never to create a beautiful thing again. As the seasons passed, his hatred for all children grew and ate away at his sanity. He gritted his teeth knowing that the children of man were given everything and he had nothing. Hunched over his work, Erga feverishly worked to complete his masterpiece. He stared down at the anvil and hammered down on the brass. Each strike brought the faces of a child into his mind. It lives in warmth. The blunt hammer formed the material into a hollow cylinder. It stuffs its face with sweets and treats. Stumpy legs were welded into place. It gets everything it asks from mummy and daddy. A malformed head and crooked ears took shape. It gets anything its little heart desires. The brass surface was scrubbed of debris and grime. It gets everything it wants. Small turquoise stones were affixed to the brass body. I hate it, one glimmering red Ruby stone was bound to the left side of the figurine's head. I hate it! Finally, a second red ruby was embedded into the surface on the face's other side. I hate them all! In the glow of the fire, Erga held up the brass figurine. It was a disturbing representation of a rabbit. Its body was a lattice of crisscross brass strips, bejeweled with a pale blue turquoise stone at each intersection. Its head was malformed and gave the impression of a dead thing instead of a pleasant rabbit full of life. He placed the atrocious thing upon an open silver locket that contained a mirror on each of the hinged inner sides. With the rabbit figurine facing one of the mirrors, he carefully opened a vial that held a clear fluid. It was a limp. The limp from an elf was the source of magic that flowed through their bodies like that of blood from the second set of unique arteries found within its own circulatory system and pumped by a very special second heart. Only a few tiny drops fell out of the vial. It splashed onto the figurine and mirrored locket, illuminating them with a golden glow. Ergot closed his eyes and spoke the words of Wormwood in his elven tongue. The clear liquid turned black and stained the surface of both the rabbit statuette and silver locket. The glow turned a deep purple, then slowly faded. Pleased with the outcome, he gently placed a cloth over the object without making eye contact to obscure it from sight and ever so carefully placed it into a small box decorated with holiday cheer. Finished with his work, Ergot turned to leave, pushing past the corpses of several elves hanging upside down from the support beams of the other workshop. Their lifeless bodies drained completely of every last drop of magical lymph from slit throats. Erga's calculation had been correct. He had just enough magic to fuel the curse placed on the object. The mad elf smiled and began to laugh. For the first time in a very long time, Erga Itas' heart filled with anticipation at the approach of Christmas morning. The little girl sat in a large pile of torn wrapping paper from the many gifts she found under the Christmas tree. On the morning of December 22nd, Gabby awoke earlier than anyone else. She went downstairs, glared at the many presents that continuously tempted her. It was as if they teased and mocked her every time she looked at the colorful and beautiful wrapping paper. She would receive such a terrible scolding from her parents, but she couldn't wait any longer. At first, it would only be one gift she opened, then it became two, then another, and another. Before she knew it, all of her presents had been open. Despite getting everything she asked for, the desire for more was still not satisfied. When Gabby stood, a small gift next to the base of the Christmas tree caught her eye. She could have sworn it had not been there before. The wrapping paper was worn and yellowed with age. Written in big words was a tag that said, To Gabriella. It was like no other and she surely would have seen it before now. Puzzled, she removed the wrapping paper and found a box that contained a smaller sealed box and a scroll. She opened the scroll and read, Congratulations, lucky one. You are the proud owner of Pepe the Rabbit. Pepe loves you and will be your best friend in the whole world. Pepe is a friend like no other, and he will give you everything your heart desires. To be Pepe's friend, you must listen to him and never disobey the following instructions. One, place Pepe on his locket facing the mirror. Two, never look Pepe in the eyes. He is so bashful and only likes to see you through his mirror. Three, you may ask anything of Pepe three times. In three days time, he will grant any and all you ask of him. Four. Never look Pepe in the eyes. It bears repeating. He does not like it and will be upset if you disobey this rule. Remember, lucky little boy or girl, Pepe loves you. He loves you more than anyone else in the whole wide world. Pepe will make sure that no one will hurt you ever again. And if you love Pepe, you will listen to him and do whatever he asks of you. Pepe loves you. And no one can ever come between you and him. Pepe loves you.
1: Oh! Twas the fright before Christmas by X-X-Dinzil. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Twas the night before Christmas went all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The tracks were all set by the chimney with care, in hopes that Saint Nicholas soon would step there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while nightmares of... Body parts danced in their heads, and Mama with her hatchet and I in with my axe had just settled down for a little nightcap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my chair to see what made the splatter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and ripped through the sash. The moon on the breast of the blood-stained snow, gave a hideous glow to the objects below. When what to my wandering eye should appear? The watchman was dead with a knife in his ear. There on the lawn, knelt a man rather thick. (laughs) The blood on his coat told me he was Saint Nick. More rapid than vultures, he sprang to his feet this zombified santa was hungry for meat where are the children i want them now bring them down to me you ugly fat cow on time and impatient i've come to your home i hunger for brains and i'm not alone, as dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, a legion of demons flew down from the sky, and up to the housetop this evil took roost with red beady eyes, and long pointy tooth, and then in a heartbeat I heard on the roof the digging and pawing of each demon hoof. As I drew in my hand and was turning around
0: Every now and then I get a little bit lonely
1: Down the chimney St. Nicholas came down with a growl He was dressed all the hair of the dead he had skinned And his clothes were bloodstained from both women and men With a bundle of cutlery hung on his back he grabbed for a knife and began his attack. His eyes, my eyes. they stared through me, his smile freaking scary. His nose was all wrinkled like an old rotten cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow. He slashed at my leg and I fell to the floor. The stump of my limb he held tight in his teeth and the blood seeped from it. Too white tile beneath. He had a cruel face and some blood in his beard. His expression was empty. For my life I now fear. He was ugly and evil.
0: Evil!
1: A sick little elf. You're feeling strong, my friend. Call me elf one more time. And I knew things must change for my kids and myself. With my leg now missing, my wife surely dead, I pushed from the floor and kicked Nick in the head. He spoke not a word, but went, fell straight on his back. (laughs) And all the traps sprung just thunderous snap. Laying there, writhing, right where he fell, this Bastard passed right through the doorway of hell. The demons then vanished. My children were safe. You're out. What do you mean by that? i I you out. I sat there crying. <laughs> beginning to faint. But before I passed out, I screamed with all my might. Uh, a scary Christmas to all. And to all a good friends. <laughs> the end.
0: It's Christmas. Wake up. I'm hungry over here. I have a pork roll and cheese waiting for me. You gonna open your presents or what? Hey, my my friend said it was Taylor Ham. But I can't wait to see what Santa Claus brought me.
1: And the final exciting episode of Happy Horror Coffee Break, Old Time Horror Radio Show this year (laughs) An Unexpected Magi. (coughs) Magi by Sean TFB. Tiffany. Santa's Other Workshop by Derek Ott. Read by Bobby Blade. Of the inhuman experience another great show on the four fan network <laughs> the fright ah! before christmas by xx denzil and musical guests backyard superheroes with their song cold in my stomach oh you better believe that i'll send iris to step your stocking with more than cold if you don't join us for next season of March. Oh, other than that, baby dolls, just enjoy your happy holiday vacation, and we'll see you next year. (laughs) Maybe next
0: time, kid. Oh.